The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. We are finally done with the preseason. We're finally close. We've been we've been thinking about September 10th for like the last seven months. <clears throat> And it's almost finally here. Okay, why why do we have to wait two weeks? Do you think they should maybe start the season on Labor Day weekend? You would think so. And I think this all changed a few years back when, like, because I think the first night the game is a Thursday night, right? The Lions and the Chiefs. Um, we've talked about that. Everybody's in love with the Lions. So apparently, you know, we're getting the Lions. And the Chiefs, Chiefs are going to destroy them. Yeah. And there's all these people picking the Lions to beat them. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think it's just in the interest of this big thing. I think they wanted to get away from a holiday weekend where that is technically the last weekend of the summer. People are going to fairs and maybe that last getaway for the weekend. And they, the NFL wants all the attention on them. So they picked that weekend. Yeah, after, that's true. That's you know, true. And, and here we are, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be ready to go. And it's funny. You should say this. I'd be ready to go this Sunday. And I think the Steelers yeah. are, you know, you've, Every game we've seen play, um, and, and even uh, the e, I've been more interested in NFL Network and ESPN take rather than nothing against Pomp and, and, and Batch. I love them. Um, how they're they're commenting on the Steelers are starting their starters. Well, what a what a notion, you know? Yeah, start the players, you know. And, and like I think when you look at what Tomlin and the Steelers are doing, the reason they're doing that is I think part of that is they're excited too. They're eager. They know the last couple of seasons just haven't been all that great. They haven't put a good season together in a while. Okay, they were winning seasons or whatever, 500. But I think they also realize, Joe, they have something special. And they want to show it off. And they want to see how it's going to go. You know, I mean, you sit there and you're like, man, I, I'm not a Falcons fan by any means. I'd like to see how Desmond Ritter looks. And he just was on the sidelines the whole time. Meanwhile, Kenny's out there. You know that you got the running backs going. I think Anthony McFarland, maybe if he if his butt was on the line, I think he may have saved it. Uh, you know, on 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 Thursday. So it's really interesting. I think the Steelers, they're never gonna admit this. I think they're excited to show off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea what the, what Atlanta was thinking, not even starting their starters a little bit. I would just just for the fact of it's like, hey, if we play our twos and threes against their their starters we're gonna get killed i mean it's, it's just gonna be it's gonna look bad let's play our starters for at least a little bit or something right. no no they didn't play. yeah desmond ritter needs the reps he needs the reps way more than kenny pickett does that's that's oh whatever i i, I think i think atlanta I, I think atlanta people are saying atlanta is going to be a darling i think they are also going to suck because desmond ritter who, who knows what we, you have there i think he's a he's a yeah. big unknown and but, um, yeah, I, it, this is this is the most like impressive preseason I've ever seen with the Steelers. I've never seen them look yeah. this good. And the question is, okay, but what does it mean? You've had a beautiful, wonderful season where you only had really one injury, and that was to that Corey tries to the, the seventh round guy. Otherwise, everyone's healthy. Everyone looks good. I don't know. This is that's the big question. It's like, okay, is it going to translate to the regular season? Yeah, it's not so much that they are 3-0. and It's what they did to be 3-0, and if that makes sense. You know, the Ravens, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because the Ravens have been, what, they hadn't lost a preseason game till this past weekend for like four, 
three years or something like that or even longer. Um, but really, like you said, what does it all mean? Well, 3-0 is great, but it is a preseason. But I think what we've seen during 3-0 has been impressive. Like I said, I think I didn't think maybe a week or two ago when we did a when the podcast, I didn't think McFarlane was going to make the team. I think he is now. And here's the other thing. I think they're going to make four. I'm going to think four tight ends are going to make this team. I, I, you know, usually they don't carry four tight ends, but honestly, you know, Connor Hayward has looked great. Darnell Washington is doing what Zach Gentry doesn't do. Like when Zach Gentry catches the ball, you're like, uh oh, how am I going to tackle? But he really doesn't get up field for you to find out much. Darnell Washington gets the ball and he's chugging up field. And he is a problem when he has the ball and ahead of steam. And he can block. Like we saw it last week, we saw it a little bit on Thursday in Atlanta. You know, and on some of those uh, jet sweeps, he's taking his man out on the trap. He is obliterating his block. He is an excellent blocking tight end. So I think you're going to see them carry four tight ends. I don't think you're going to see a Steelers. Uh, there's, uh, what, 17 guys left. They released the first cut list today. No tight ends on that list. I think you're going to see all four tight ends make this team. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised Gentry is still there. I mean, do you really need uh, three tight ends? But I am so excited to see what, what Darnell Washington is going to do. Oh, my goodness. It's like this is like a superhero origin story. It's like they don't know what to do, and then they figure it out, and then they become superhuman. Like, I could just see Darnell Washington just – I don't know. He feels like 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 a jolly green giant. Like, he's just going to, like, just stomp on people and and and, and, and step on them and, and, and walk into the end zone or something. I don't know. It reminded me of when Eric Green kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I don't think he's as quick as Eric Green, obviously. Eric Green is a very fast tight end for his size. But he does have that ability to get up the field. And like I said, you know, a couple of the training camps I saw, there were linebackers and safeties like going, oh, boy. <laughs> and you know how Latrobe is. You're like right there. You can see it better. You can see it at Heinz Field or probably even on TV. And you, you can see like, what am I going to do? I mean, yeah. So, and Gentry, I don't think Gentry drops a lot of balls. He's a pretty steady hand, but I like Zach Gentry, but he just isn't exactly speedy. I mean, so, Gentry's you know, tall. He just doesn't. Yes, he's a big boy, he's um, just, but he's just not yeah. going to get the speed to go up the field. It's going to make somebody hesitate to tackle him, where yeah. you know, Washington does that. And, of course, Muth is great. And I think Connor Hayward is a guy that, you know, they want to see what else he can do. Uh, he can he can also he can also run out of the backfield. I mean, he's going to be fun this year. I bet you, Joe. I bet you, Connor Hayward scores. I'm going to say two touchdowns this year. I think I think more than that. I think yeah, I think he I think I think he has a role in this offense. Yep. I think <laughs> could be tight end, could be running back, could be who knows. They could just put him all over the place. Now we say all these wonderful things, and then we're, we might get Matt Canada. If we might get right. It's that's that's just, that's just such a frustrating thing, but uh, right. yeah, it just it just seems special. Um, I was just listening to the uh, Locked On Steelers podcast with like with uh, Chris Carter, and he was saying that he was talking to his dad, and his dad said, um, usually the usually the Steelers around cut down they are like who are we gonna oh, who who do who do we have to keep, and now they're saying oh who do we have to get rid of. There's too many good players. I think that's a case. I think they're gonna they, by by a cut day they're gonna drop a lot of players, good ones. Yeah, you know one of, the only surprise for me today was was a little bit was Kenny Robinson, uh, but they're pretty deep at safety. But, you know, I mean everyone of course he's a local kid, came out of Wilkinsburg, Imani Christian played at WVU, um, but despite all that he he looked pretty good. He looked good in camp, uh, had an interception twice, two interceptions in camp. 
you know, look good against Atlanta, look good against Buffalo. So, but you know, again, it's, you're right. I think it's the, we have so many good guys at safety, Kenny. I, yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I think if they don't put him on a practice squad or something, I think Kenny Robinson is going to get picked up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's the other thing. Who's, yeah. Who's going to end up on the uh, practice squad. But, uh, I thought it was very interesting that they already made a trade. They traded Kevin Dotson and people are freaking out. I was like, Oh my God, how do you keep, how do you get rid of him and keep Kendrick green? Oh my yeah. God. Well, for, for one thing, Kendrick green can play two positions. Um, that's I, that that might be it just just there um uh, and we we've said that joe for the last couple of weeks we, we're pretty much sure he won't make a team but if he does it's his ability to play multiple positions uh yeah we traded dots everybody would not to train dermonte dawson we traded dots <laughs> so, yeah okay, so, you know, hold up you know he's he's not a bad player but uh yeah i mean in that if kendrick green was going to make that team he might now you know uh they did do away the L- raven clark uh, Bill Dunkel, uh, which kind of disappointing because Dunkel's just a fun word to say. Uh, he got cut. So did Clark. Um, now you send Dotson away. I, I'm surprised, but I, I think Kendrick Green might make this team now, which I guess it's depth. You got to have depth. Hey, as long as he's the third uh, string center and uh, the third string guard or something like that. And, yeah. you know, you know, possibility of being uh, the ultra full, fullback or something like that like okay fine so we'll see yeah as long as yeah. as long as his job is to keep the bench from flying away then then i'm perfectly right. happy with him right. being on this. we'd rather see george pickens play at center than we right right <laughs> uh um 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 ezekiel elliott his last game as a dallas cowboy his last play he was the center on that stupid gadget play they yes, played right. the thing. Like what what a That's way right. to, to end your career with a with a team is you hey, you're gonna be the center, you're gonna be destroyed by this defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. But we need you to buck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, that was that was crazy. But um I, I think one of the bigger surprises of camp was that Dan Moore is probably keeping the, the starting job for now. Yeah. Over Broderick Jones, I think we all assumed Broderick Jones would would you know start right away, but I think he just has a little bit more to learn. He does, and, and like I said, that 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 first three weeks against there is against some brutal defenses. Um, so I think you're going to see him play right now. He's listed as the number one left tackle, and that's just the way. And, and he and maybe it was that they drafted him. I don't know, but yeah, he's probably. It's weird, Joe. He's probably the feel-good story, but people don't want him to be the feel-good story because they want Broderick Jones to be the feel-good story. Uh, you know, Pompiani put the cuts up a few hours ago. I was reading through some of the comments, and people were saying they should have cut Dan Moore. And are you people morons? Have you watched? <laughs> yeah, have you watched these games? If there's a guy that maybe was on—I don't think he was ever going to be on the cut, Joe—but maybe go to backup role. He, he was it, and he proved himself. He's earned it. He's going to start. Uh, on September 10th, and he's earned that, and, and good for him. I mean, good for us. You know, it, it, are you kidding me? I, I think there's a lot of depth here that's good. You know, they cut uh, Tanner Morgan today, so that means Mason Rudolph's our third stringer. How many teams in the NFL have a third-string quarterback with as much experience as Mason Rudolph? You know, so I think it's good. Uh, I, I'm fine with Dan Moore starting his first couple of games, and I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him go over there and take Chuck's uh, position later in the season. If Broderick Jones keeps developing, I am, I am surprised that Mason Rudolph is still on the team 
and hasn't been picked up by anybody. Maybe, maybe it's like a middle season thing or something like that. I know. I mean, Arizona is doing some shenanigans. They are tanking like crazy because apparently oh. that that Southern California, that USC quarterback is like, like, you know, next level, like awesome. Like one of the, one of the next great quarterbacks. And so, okay, you want to tank for him, but I mean, they, they just, tra- they just traded for uh, Josh Dobbs and he's going to be their starter. The dude just showed up and he's like, Oh, you're a starter. Nothing says tanking more than that. Right. We'll take Josh Dobbs. Nobody wants to take Josh Dobbs. Like, like Mason Rudolph would could beat out Josh Dobbs in the competition. Yeah, but, I, you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, Mason Rudolph does what and it really to this most part, we talked about this. I forget what game it was last year, Joe, where Trubitsky did have to come in. And he did what you wanted him to do. We want a backup to do. Hey, if the backup can come in uh and, and lead a couple drives or at least manage the game to where you guys win the game and then you know go back into his backup role after that's what you want. Steelers have two guys. They're like that, you know, and I'm not saying Trubisky's an all-star, but I, I like him as a backup and I like Mason as a backup. So they have, they have a good de- depth. And I think that's what they want, Joe. I mean, look at the inside linebacker. You and I've been talking about that for almost two years, man, did they develop that? They are really right now, very deep at safety. They're deep at linebacker. They're deep at an offensive line. It appears they're deep at quarterback. They're going to have six really decent wide receivers. I mean, look, is this team going to go undefeated? No. <laughs> is this team going to go to the Super Bowl? Probably not. But they're really planting a seed to have a lot of depth to maybe get there in the coming years. I think I'm excited about these inside linebackers. And going into camp, we were saying that could be the biggest weakness on the team is like, what the heck is going on with these inside linebackers? Right. I think that's going to be like a possibly a three, maybe a four-headed monster with a Landon Roberts uh, Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, and Mark Robinson. Yeah. I think I think they might. I think there's actual depth there, and there's depth at outside linebacker too, which hasn't been the case in a long time. Um, Nick Herbig and uh, Marcus Golden. I think that's that's some good depth. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it, but if somebody does get hurt, I think I think they'll still might be okay. Yeah, I really do too. I mean, it's really when you look at that force, I mean, it, it's not like you want TJ Watt as much as you want him in. Um, but it's nice to know if TJ Watt needs a spell on the bench that you can have a guy like Herbig came right in. You know, it kind of reminds me, remember, kind of Kendrell Bell had that huge rookie year. You know what I mean? He's like, well, he's, you know, maybe he'll get some time. He was great. Uh, so it's, it's just like, you um, know, it kind of feel like that way. Those, you know, that 2008 to 2013, 14 Steelers teams. Their linebackers were deep. James Ferrier, I, I still say James Ferrier, because uh, remember Jerome Bettis was a draft day trade. I still yeah. think James Ferrier is the greatest free agent acquisition we ever made as an organization. You know, and now you might be looking at this and say something like, you know, Cole Holcomb could be go on, or Quan Alexander might make that type of impact. It's just kind of looking and feeling like they did what they might. Yeah. Yeah. And still. I think one of their biggest tests is going to be week one against the 49ers. The 49ers, I think, are going to be good, but I think they're pick, they're catching them at the right time because I think they're going to be in a little bit of disarray. Who knows what's going on with Brock Purdy if or he's Morse, if he's Bosa. hurt? Um, I don't. Think yeah, or if, oh yeah, Bosa might not might play. He might still hold out. Right. Yeah. So you might be right. It's, it's kind of funny because when you look at that, was it the eighty four? 49ers that went 15 and one and their only loss that year was the Steelers on opening day. I think it <laughs> yeah. was. 
you know, some maybe close to opening day, but yeah, you know, it, it, it could be, um, you know, like I said, they have a tough three game schedule to start. The depth is looking good. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there it's hard not to get too excited. You've said that a few times, but you know, I think we were back a few months ago, you had us take a really, really too early jab at the record. Um, you know, 11 to 12 wins, I think is within reach. Uh, you know, one other guy too, uh, the Marvin Leal, who I loved last year as a pick from Texas A&M, didn't impress last year. This year, camp, he's had a phenomenal camp. He could be a guy that everyone's really, really coming around to as the season goes on. I think he's going to be great off the bench. Cam Hayward needs a good guy off the bench. I think he's going to be it. I have a theory. And my theory is now we're, you know, this is Monday nights. So we don't know who's going to get cut, but the, my theory is that they're going like, if it's a choice on the bubble between an older guy and a newer guy, in other words, a guy that Colbert acquired or a guy that, uh, that Nick, that I call Omar Khan acquired, they're going to keep the newer guy. So I'm just, I'm just, I just want to see, cause, cause there's going to have to be, there's a, there's, there's a lot of good defensive line guys and I, somebody good is going to be let go. Um, yes. you know, I think I, I, I keep hearing this is Brandon Fajoko that like, it's like, Oh my God, you got to keep him. But it's like, my goodness. I mean, obviously Cam Hayward, Ogan Joby, Keanu Benton are, are making the team. Then you have, Montrevious Adams, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, and then Fajoko, and then there's Armand Watts, who, who who is supposed to be good. You're not keeping all of them. Like I don't know what some somebody somebody's going. I don't know who it's going to be. We'll see. You tell me, and I think you're getting on a really good point here too. Tell me that you don't get a little excited when they throw up the starters uh, the last couple of games. And you're looking at Kenny Pickett, you're looking at Pickens, you're looking at Deontay Johnson, you're looking at Najee Harris. They're all in their early to mid-20s, early 20s. They are a very young team still. And that, yeah. to me, I still say this till, till the day is long. Those 2016 and 27 Pittsburgh Penguins teams, they won not only, yes, of course, they had Crosby and Malkin, uh, but they won because they had a youth movement. They, they brought in the kids, yeah. Ash, they brought in the kids, and now you're seeing NHL so mimically like anybody else. That's what you've seen these last couple of teams do. And I think the Penguins are, you know, not probably directly, but I think they're noticing something like that. And they're realizing we're going with youth, you know, and, and that's I, – I think it's a great move, and I, I'm, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's, yeah. it's, it's finally here. It's yeah. finally here. We have to deal with all these appetizers before we get to actually the 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 actual main course, and we're finally at the main course. We, you know, the appetizer of OTAs, and uh, you know, asking who who looked good, who looked good in when they were running around in shorts and no and no pads, like what, what is, <laughs> you know, silly right. things like that, and and we're finally getting to a point where it actually counts. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm just—it's so exciting. Yeah, it's kind of fun too. Like I said, you get the 49ers coming in, who we don't get to see playoff, and uh, then you go to the Browns and the and the Raiders. Browns obviously are, are fun and they're fun to beat. Uh, Raiders always an old school rivalry. Uh, so, and you know, I, I think that's going to be fun seeing how our our defensive backs contain Devontae Adams. Uh, Josh Jacobs is signed. 
you know, so I don't think the Raiders by any means are contenders, but they have a decent, you know, offense that'll punch in the mouth and, and, and play pretty good football. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle those guys. Uh, some good tests for them. And it's, it's going to be fun, uh, especially a Monday night matchup against the Browns. I, I'm not a big Monday night fan because they start the games at like, you know, 1145 at night. Right, right. <laughs> you know, or at least we get to halftime by eleven forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Was there anybody at all that surprised you on the cuts that made today? Uh, I think that Tanner Muse, maybe, but yeah. still, not not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody. I think I think the cut down day tomorrow is going to be interesting. And I have a feeling we're not done with trades either. I have a feeling we're still going to have a few more trades. That could be, uh, they, they saved, I think it was 2.2 against the cap with the, uh, Dotson trade. So, you know, um, who knows? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or, uh, again, maybe, maybe they'll make a move at the trade deadline, which we don't often see the Steelers do, uh, but you never know. So, yeah, with with Omar Khan, you never know what's what's going to happen. He's he's open to anything, so that's really cool. So, yeah, for sure, we will see. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh my goodness, now we gotta wait. Now we gotta wait for stupid Labor Day. Come on, late. Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, at least I guess you got college football to tide you over. You know, um, Pitt's got Wofford, Penn State's got WVU, so those are mildly interesting games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you got that. But uh, yeah, the Steeler Nation is is ready to rock and roll, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's gonna be interesting to see what our first team teams are gonna look like uh, against their other first team offenses and defenses because we haven't seen much of that this, this preseason. It's still, it's almost like, yeah, you can put your starters in, we're gonna put on our backups, and uh, we'll see you guys in the regular season. But yeah, uh, I think Tomlin said something today to the fact I like to spar before I like to fight, which. You know, classic Mike Tomlin thing, you know, um, but I get what he's saying. You know, um, we got to see Kenny. We got to see uh, all these guys that we've been wanting to see, and, and, and they've been playing fairly well. Now it's time to see if they play <laughs> a lot better than fairly well in a regular season. I, yeah, it seems like he's a believer in, in at least play a little bit. You guys got to play a little bit. Like, the, 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 one of the main reasons they won last year in, in Cincinnati was because the Steelers actually played a little bit in the preseason and the, the Bengals did not play at all. That is that is a huge thing to just go into the regular season cold. No, nobody, nobody playing together. That's just weird. Right. And, you know, Joe, I think maybe and, and again, and it, it, it's fine. I wouldn't either. I guess Mike Tomlin, to his credit. You know, maybe they learned from their mistake last year not playing Kenny Pickett with any of the starters at all. You yeah. Know, that was rough. Uh, it wasn't fair to him. Uh, it, it wasn't fair to the other team. You know, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you got to see everybody here a little bit more than last year. It's just a, it was a difference between night and day between last year and this year. Last year, it's like, okay, we know Kenny's there and he needs to learn, blah, blah, blah. But we'll see. We'll, we'll let Mitch, you know, start it first. And we don't know what this offensive line is going to do. And we don't know about this. And and now it's like everything is set. It's, it's all it's all established. And now everybody has experience. And it's like, ooh, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So West Virginia play, plays. At, is that State, at Penn State? And yeah, so they play seven o'clock and Pitt plays Wolford. I'm not sure at what time. 
Uh, Pitt, Pitt plays Wolford at three o'clock on Saturday. I think I'm actually going to go to that game. Me and yeah. me and um about five thousand of my friends because that's that's yeah. about how um uh, I I did like Narduzzi said something like yeah last year we started against West Virginia and we were all psyched and now you know you we had to we had to make sure that we were like good from the beginning but now we're playing Wofford so who cares he didn't say it in those words but he basically said that. <laughs> okay we get it dude but but I hope you're not just giving Wofford uh, bulletin board material. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, Narduzzi loves to do that. Um, you know, and it's, I don't know if it's part of his charm or part of like, holy cow, dude, you know. But, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, Little bit. Yeah. 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 It's why I think it's why Penn State fans love to hate him. And, you know, you know, I'm a, well, obviously. Uh, like, but uh, I always kind of find it kind of charming and, and interesting what he's going to say next. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, He's got some big recruits on the line right now on the fence, and I think he needs to do what he can to kind of bring them over. So, uh, yeah, um, I think a lot of people have pitted like eight and four this year. I could see that. You know, they're they're a pretty good team. Uh, I think they'll be a little bit better than that. They might surprise some people, but we'll see how it goes. Penn State's one has all the pressure on them. There's huge preseason expectations. We'll see if James Franklin can kind of live up to that. He, I think he earned himself a stay of execution after last year. Pretty good year when you go – 11 and two win a Rose bowl, you know, you have a guy that's a Heisman hype coming in at quarterback. We'll see, but um, don't let, don't, don't get rid of him. Don't do the mistake that Nebraska did years ago. Like every year, like Nebraska settled into this thing in like the, the nineties where they would be like, okay, we're going to go nine and two. We're going to play in a major bowl probably not win a championship but oh well we're going to be one of the best teams in the country and then they got rid of that guy because they wanted to they wanted to go undefeated and then and the program just went just tanked. Tank. yeah yeah Don't, it's been a disaster ever franklin since. is fine franklin yeah. is fine just 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 stick with franklin i he's not gonna get you over the top but sorry um ohio state and michigan are pretty good sorry um, yeah, you know, and that's and that's the thing that I, I keep getting killed with by Penn State fans. And this is the way I look at it. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'll put my neck on the line right here and you can put it in the, the byline or whatever. This is why you should play Pitt or WVU every year. Or, or my solution is you do a home and home with WVU, then you go to a home and home with Pitt and vice versa and go back and forth. I'd be fine with that. Here's why. Who's Penn State's rival? To me, it's Pitt. And right. OK, I'm over 40. And so we're, I, you might be there. I think you are. But that's the way we think. If you ask any Penn State fan in the last 20 years, who are you? Who's our tribal? Well, they'll say, oh, Ohio State or, or Michigan. If you ask an Ohio State or Michigan fan or even a Michigan State fan, they say, who's your tribal? Nobody's going to say Penn State. Right. And it's, it's not a knock, but Penn State fans have to realize we're still technically the new kid on the block. It's been nine, since 1994. I get that. It's not that new, but it is new in their eyes because the Big Ten's been around since like Abraham Lincoln was president. So, you know, it, it's. I'm sorry, you're just never going to, you know, if Penn State were going undefeated and playing in national title games and losing and winning or whatever, okay, maybe. But you're not going to get that from Ohio State or Michigan fans. Now, if I ask you, a Pitt fan, who's your biggest rival, I'm pretty sure you're going to say Penn State. Right, yeah. And, and that's, and that's a, you know, I'm an old school guy, Joe. That's why I think they should play. Because I can't get excited about UMass and Delaware on our schedule this year. I would much rather this be WVU, it is. Or you this week, then Walford, you know. 
who knows how the the and and Penn State and West Virginia haven't played in forever. Thirty one years. There you go. I was going to say for, since years. the eighties. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean that's it, that's know, that's, I, that's that's a good rivalry right there. Just a natural, yeah. you know, regional rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used um, to live in Moon, right by the Pittsburgh airport, and you'd see these buses coming in from like Tulsa and Texas A&M. You're like, why are they here? Oh yeah, they're, they're playing WVU. At least when it was Clemson, you knew they were playing Pitt or, or you know, uh, or Rutgers or something like that. The team bus, like, okay, that's fairly local. You don't want to see Texas A&M, you know, or Colorado coming in here and acting like, oh yeah, it's a big rivalry for WVU. No, no. Yeah, it's th- this whole conference crap is just it's just getting ridiculous. You know, the Atlantic Coast Conference is about to welcome in Stanford and and Cal. You know, those uh those Atlantic Coast teams. Um, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But I think I don't care what you do with it with your your conference crap or whatever. However, this shakes out. I think teams like Pitt and Penn State should be forced to play each other every year or. Pitt, 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 um, West Virginia and Penn State or West Virginia and Pitt or whatever. They should, you should be forced to play your actual rivals. And I'm like, I get it. I get why Penn State wouldn't want to play Pitt. Like, why would, like, I'm, I'm guaranteed to win against Akron. I'm, I'm, you know, I only, I only have a very high percentage of chance to win against Pitt. So why, you know, why, right. why risk that? Right. I get that. But, but like, you know, those few times that, that Pitt and Penn State have played in the past, even though younger people don't really understand the rivalry, it's still intense. Oh, and, so much fun. Um, yeah. What was it? I think they played three times, and two of those times, uh, Penn State absolutely destroyed them. But that one time, Pitt won, and that's all we need. And that's that was, that, need, was the right? year, that was the year that <laughs> Penn State could have made the playoffs, but they didn't because of Pitt. Because we of can Pitt. talk about that. I still remember 48 to 14 in 1982 when Penn State prevented Pitt from going to the national championship. Washington national title game. And that's the and that 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 82 Pitt team was just a phenomenal team. Uh we, you know, oh, yeah. Um Marino, you know yeah. Oh, that was that was so frustrating. There's yeah. a there's a guy I I can't remember his name. It's escaping me. He's a I follow him on Twitter, Tennessee Titans kind of guru. Uh, and they're, you know, they're at some point this year, I think two games they're wearing the Houston Oilers uniforms and he put it up there when they revealed that. And so you look into the comments and he even put later, he goes, I cannot believe the amount of Steeler fans that are going nuts over this, but that's what it is. I mean, we remember those days, the house of pain, the Oilers, the Bengals, the Browns and the Steelers. The AFC central was, oh, yeah, was, was Steelers, so- Browns, Bengals, and Oilers. Chuck No, Glanville. I mean, oh, and, and nice. like I said, I said, how old are you? Because that I love those uniforms. I, I, I mean, I have no qualms about wanting to watch a Tennessee Titans game. Oh, when yeah. they wear those uniforms, I'll probably watch. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing they're doing with the old uniforms. They're bringing yes. back the old cream sickles with Tampa Bay. They're bringing back those those Philadelphia Eagles, Kelly Greens. Yes. That's good stuff. It is good stuff, but I, I think that's what it is. It's 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 so much about nostalgia, but it's just fond memories of how that AFC Central used to be and how bitter that was and how great the AFC Central was. You 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 talk about um you talk about you know teams. It's like why you know how how did we not win more? How did those Houston Oilers teams with like Warren Moon and uh, 
Ernest Givens, Alonzo, Ernest Givens, Alonzo really Highsmith. Dope. Although they, they had those were like all star teams, and they never did it. Well, the one year it was because of the Bills. They were up thirty two to three, and they ended up losing. That was that was thirty five to three. But that 1989 team was really good, and the Steelers beat them in the playoffs in like Houston. You, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you you remember that 84 game. You remember you know the, the game where you cost Penn State. We remember costing that Oilers team probably yeah. a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll never forget. Do you remember the – it was the Bengals-Browns game, I believe it was, and they were in Cincinnati, and the Cincinnati fans were throwing all this trash on the field. And, the, and Sam Weish – the head coach gets the PA announcer to go down to his headphones. He goes, this isn't Cleveland. I mean, <laughs> just, that stuff just doesn't happen anymore. And that's what we're talking about here. Pitt, Penn State, Pitt, West Virginia. That's going to be so much fun this year. And, and Steelers, Oilers. I mean, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rivalries. Rivalries make sports. You can't let that die. No, go, go, go do whatever your stupid conference stuff goes, but, but, but don't let the rivalries die. Cause that's what people want. You know, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know what conference any of these teams are anymore, like Texas, Oklahoma, whatever, but you, you got to play your rivals. You got to have those, those rivalries. That, that means everything. That's, that's why we watch, you know, Joe, they play the Steelers play the Titans on Thursday, November 2nd. I, again, I don't remember. Could you imagine if they wore those Oilers jerseys? against the Steelers. That, oh my I mean, goodness, that would be so cool. It would be, see, look at you being excited that about it. That would be yeah. so cool. Watch hey. party, I mean. <laughs> That's the other Absolutely. thing. Chuck Noel wanted to beat the crap out of Jerry Glanville. I mean, that almost, that almost we almost had a coach fight. <laughs> right, because you know Chuck Noel, I mean, like, he was Chuck Noel, but he never got, like, over the top like that. He was pissed off. You know? And He's I mean, the most really- calm demeanor person ever, but he wanted to beat Jerry Glanville up. He did. Remember to look on Glanville's face. Like, yeah. I can't believe you're talking to me. Like, you know, I mean. Right, right. They go to shake yeah. hands and, and Chuck Noel didn't let go. It's like, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gary Anderson something. kicks the winning field goal, uh, 23-20. And then the funny thing was, remember, the Steelers went to Denver the next week and damn near beat the Broncos. In Denver. In Denver. John Elway, one of those yeah. great John Elway Denver teams. And they almost won. I remember that was that was Bubby Brister and Merrill Hodge like putting yep. a team on their back and it yeah. almost worked. Yeah, it did. It really did. Uh yeah, that was that's the kind of stuff that I remember. And I guess that's what you know I'm excited about that WVU game coming up. And that's why I say I'd much rather see Pitt on a Penn State football schedule than UMass, Delaware, or Rutgers, or anybody like that. Oh. Let's see. It just needs to happen. It just needs. It just needs to happen. And I know, I know, Penn State wants it to happen, but they, but you know, they act like they act like they're so they like Pitt is so far beneath them. Like, oh no, you you want to play us? Yeah. We don't want to play you. Like, no, no, no. You want to beat us. You want to beat us. I know you do. Don't deny it, Penn State fans. I know you want to beat us, Pitt fans. Oh yeah. I mean, look at everyone. Was that fifty-one to six or whatever it was? I mean. Everybody's everybody's still talking about that. So, yeah, no one's talking. When we plaster Rutgers fifty-one to six, nobody cares. Um, that's one of those, and that's one of those games where if you're up like forty-five to six or something like that, I was like, hey, maybe we should let up. No, 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 keep scoring, keep scoring, keep keep the starters in. <laughs> keep, keep, yeah, no, I want more. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It's great. It's why we. It's why we do this. It's why we follow sports. Is for stuff like that because we really yeah. want to beat the other team. So, yeah. All right, sir. 
Thank you very much. Thank I'm gonna you, I'm gonna bug you. Actually, can you come back next week because we're gonna do our like season preview thing and may, may make some predictions. Yeah, I believe so. I'll look forward to it. I'll be there. Cool. All right. Hey, I'll see you. All right. Take care, Joe. Thanks. Bye.